having a hard time, so we need to pray for those, if you would, please. I've been anxious to get here today with a message. I uh, found a little something that I'd like to read just that it, somebody asked it, How you doing, preacher? Today I feel like a little bird who came home and the little fellow was all flat, fluttered up and his feathers, his mother said, What happened to you, son? He said, I got into a badminton game on the way home. <laughs> I like that. If you would please, Isaiah 35. Isaiah 35. So many people have been talking to, uh, about the Lord coming back and when He's coming back and so on. And uh, His time's going to get better. And yes, they are. And if you would please, Isaiah 35, and I'm beginning to read verse 1. The wilderness and the solitary place shall be glad for them, and the desert shall rejoice and blossom as the rose. It shall blossom abundantly and rejoice even with joy and singing. The glory of Lebanon shall be given unto it, the excellency of the Carmel and Sharon, they shall see the glory of the Lord and the excellency of our God. Strengthen ye the weak hands and confirm the feeble knees. Say to them that are a fearful heart, Be strong, fear not. Behold, your God will come with vengeance, even God with a recompense. He will come and save you. Then the eyes of the blind shall be opened, and the ears of the deaf shall be unstopped. Then shall the lame man leap as a heart, and the tongue of the dumb sing. For in the wilderness shall waters break out, and streams in the desert. And the parched ground shall become a pool, and the thirsty land springs of water, in the habitation of dragons, where each lay shall be grass with reeds and rushes. And a highway shall be there, and a way, and it shall be called the way of holiness. The unclean shall not pass over it, but it shall be for those, the wayfaring men, though fools shall not err therein. No lion shall be there, nor any ravenous beast shall go up thereon. It shall not be found there, but the redeemed shall walk there, and the ransom of the Lord shall return and come to Zion with songs and everlasting joy upon their heads. They shall obtain joy and gladness and sorrow and sighing shall flee away. Pray with me, please. Heavenly Father, every Christian that I've ever known is looking for this day to come. And Father, it is coming, and I pray that we'll be ready in our hearts and minds for that great day. We ask you to bless us now in Jesus' name as we study thy word together and rejoice in it. Thank you for everyone who's here today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. There is coming a day that the Bible calls the millennium. Uh, it doesn't necessarily say the millennium, but it talks about a thousand year reign on this earth. The golden age. The day that sin will be no more on this earth at that time. Now, Men down through the centuries have dreamed and planned of that golden life on this earth. Now, the 
Garden of Eden is a type or figure of this age. The rest and peace Adam and Eve had is a picture of the millennium to come. Now, the first question is, when will the golden age come? It will come after the rapture of the church. Revelation 20, verse 6 says, Blessed and holy is he that has part in the first resurrection. On such the second death has no power. But they shall be priests of God and of Christ and shall reign with him a thousand years. It's the second coming, at the second coming of Jesus Christ then as a thief in the night that the first resurrection takes place. After the first resurrection of the righteous uh, dead comes the tribulation period. This millennium should come after the tribulation period according to Re- Revelation 20 and verse 4. Now, notice here are the tribulation saints in Revelation 20 and verse 4. If you take it and read it when you get a chance, you'll find that these uh, tribulation saints, those that uh, were in the tribulation, were saved, were martyred for the witness of the Lord Jesus. John saw their souls, and God told John that they too would live on earth with Jesus for the thousand years. So the millennium will come after the tribulation period. This golden age will come after the devil has been bound. Revelation 20, verse 1 and 2 says it is coming a time that the devil is going to be bound for a thousand years. There can be no millennium as long as Satan is loose on this earth then. But he's going to be bound one of these days. This golden age should come after Jesus returns to this earth in power and great glory. What people don't understand today that Jesus is not in power on this earth right now. The devil is in power on this earth right now. According to the Bible, the devil is ruling and reigning on this earth. But Jesus is coming back one day and Luke 21 Verse 27 and 28, And then shall they see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. There can be no lasting peace and righteousness upon earth then until the Prince of Peace returns to set up his kingdom. I know that everybody is crying peace on this earth, talking about peace all the way in every nation on the earth. They want peace, but the Bible says there will be no peace. To the Prince of Peace comes back. That's Jesus. So he is coming back. Notice some characteristics of this age. The Bible gives us some very definite facts about this age. Now remember something. Me and you going to be there. If you're a child of God, you're going to be there. Turn with me to Revelation 20 a minute. Just for a few minutes, please. Revelation chapter 20, and I'm going to begin to read in verse 1. Revelation chapter 20, verse 1. And I saw an angel come down from heaven, having the key of the bottomless pit, and a great chain in his hand. And he laid hold on the dragon, that old serpent, which is the devil and Satan, and bound him a thousand years, cast him to the bottomless pit, and shut him up, and set a seal upon him, that he should deceive the nations no more, till... The thousand years should be fulfilled. 
And after that, he must be loosed a little season. Now, I'll get back in a little bit and explain why he must be loosed. But verse 4, And I saw thrones, and they sat upon them, and judgment was given unto them. And I saw the souls of them that were beheaded for the witness of Jesus and for the word of God, which had not worshipped the beast, neither his image, neither had received his mark in their foreheads, or in their hands, and they lived and reigned with Christ a thousand years. But the rest of the dead lived not again until a thousand years were finished. This is the first resurrection. Blessed the Holy is he that has part in the first resurrection. On such the second death had no power, but they shall be priests of God and of Christ, and shall reign with him a thousand years. Now, according to these verses and many more in the Bible, uh, we already, if you... This fact of the, uh, that Satan is bound is Revelation 20, and it be on earth without the trials and tests of God's people, no Satan, no sin. So Christ shall reign in, pers- in person. Revelation 20, verse 6, Blessed and holy is he that hath part in the first resurrection. On such, the second death had no power, but they shall be priests, of God and of Christ and shall reign with him. So he's going to be here with him a thousand years. Psalm 72 verse 11. Yea, all kings shall fall down before him. All nations shall serve him. Now we know that's not true now. So there's coming the time that they will be. Zechariah 9 and verse 10 says in part, And he shall speak peace unto the heathen. And his dominion shall be from this, from sea even to sea, and from the river even to the ends of the earth. The Bible is clear. Jesus must reign on this earth. And he's going to. Now, uh, Jerusalem is to be the capital of this kingdom. Jeremiah 3, verse 17. At that time they shall call Jerusalem the throne of the Lord, and all the nations shall be gathered unto it, to the name of the Lord to Jerusalem. Zechariah 8 verse 22 makes it plain. It's at Jerusalem that the temple is to be rebuilt and the throne of David is to be erected. It's from Jerusalem that Jesus himself shall direct the greatest missionary program ever. The Jew uh, is to be the evangelist there, the heathen, shall be converted. God has promised the heathen to Jesus as an inheritance. So they must be converted. Now what is the purpose of the millennium? Now, down through the ages, anybody that studies the Bible knows that the Word of God is divided into dispensations of time. And I I don't have time to go back and mention the seven dispensations, but just to show you what I'm talking about in the Garden of Eden is a dispensation of innocence. Adam and Eve was innocent before Satan came in this world and then Satan reigned and then began another dispensation and so on and we're living in the dispensation of grace that the Bible talks about today but there's coming a time when we're going to live in the dispensation of the millennial reign. Now the millennium is the purpose of God for the full maturity of all the redeemed. Man's days upon the earth is three score and ten. Now, 
if we spend 70 years in studying God's Word and faithful service to the Lord, we would still not have the maturity of Noah and Adam because they walked with God for over 900 years. You think about that for just a minute. I'm 87 years old. I've been saved since I was 26 years old. I've been studying the Bible ever since I got saved. And uh, the old devil tells me every once in a while, as I'm reading the Bible, you've read that before. You know what that's going to say before it says it. You know the Bible. And then I'll read it through again, and I find out I don't know half as much as I thought I know. New. Uh, the Word of God is full of new things all the time. I mean, every time I read it, I'm thrilled to read it. So I find that uh, my knowledge of the Lord is not full. I don't have the knowledge of the Lord that I want. And the Lord, and the Bible says if we live 70 years on this earth and we uh, study God's Word faithfully and we're faithful to the Lord all these years, we still don't have the maturity that the men had before uh, like Adam, Noah and Adam because they walked with God. Can you imagine walking with God and talking with Him and Him revealing everything? I got so many questions in my mind. Uh, I, I would like to just walk with God and ask Him and have Him to reveal those truths to me. This is why I did this and this is what went on and this is how the world is today. And so we will have that opportunity. Now, many die before they reach the age of 70. And they die long before they develop in the wisdom and knowledge of God. In the millennium, they will live again to learn of the things of God to the fullest. A child in the resurrection will come forth with the same maturity. uh, Death found no more death in them and to enjoy the millennium and to serve with the reigning Christ, it will be necessary that they reach equal maturity with all others. Can you think about, uh, somebody says, is there going to be any babies in heaven? I don't think so. Uh, I think we're all going to be mature. Uh, A baby couldn't enjoy God like a mature Christian does. And we're all going to enjoy God. And I've often wondered, uh, what's it going to be like in the millennium? I know babies are going to be in the millennium because there's going to be uh, people saved during the tribulation period to going through it and coming out on the other side. And so how is it going to work? I've thought about this a lot of time. I believe that God, all these babies that's been aborted, all the little children that's died when they were infants down through the years, they're protected by God's grace. They, if, when they die, they go straight to heaven. Why, they're going to stay little babies all there, all for centuries and centuries and centuries? No. Old people. Are there going to be any old people in heaven? I don't think so. Because there's no age in heaven. You don't age. So I, I wonder how old people are going to be in heaven. What's it going to be like? So I talked to my doctor one time, Dr. McGeechee, and I said, Doc, what's a, what's a prime age of a human being? He said, 30 years old. He didn't hesitate one bit. He said, 30 years old. I said, isn't that something? That uh, Jesus lived 33 years on this earth, and then he died? And I thought to myself, are we all going to be like we're 30 years old? I don't know. But I do know one thing. 
we're going to live to maturity. Whatever age God says that that's to be, we're going to mature as Christians. And that age is where we can learn and walk with God and mature as Christians. The one desire, since a child of God is saved today, is that you grow in the Lord. If you don't believe it, read the Bible and study it in the New Testament. When you get saved, you're not staying a little baby. What that means is, all I know since I got saved that I'm saved by God's grace. That's a, ch- that's a baby. But he's saved, but he's still a baby. Now, I've learned something since I got saved. I'm not just saved by God's grace, but I'm kept by God's grace. And I'm protected by God's grace. And these angels watch over me and protect me. And, and God feeds me and takes care of me and blesses me on every side. And the more I study the Bible, the more I grow in the Lord and realize, Lord, I owe you everything. Not just salvation, but I owe you everything because you take care of me. And every day that I study God's Word and, and study about the Lord, the more I mature in the Lord. And I become a mature Christian. God wants that for us. But we ain't there yet. But there's coming a day we will be. Now turn with me to Isaiah for a minute. Isaiah 65. Isaiah 65. I'll begin to read verse 17. For behold, I create new heavens, and a new earth, and the former shall not be remembered, nor come into mind. But ye, but be ye glad and rejoice forever, that which I create. For behold, I create Jerusalem a rejoicing, and her people a joy. And I will rejoice in Jerusalem, and joy in my people. And the voice of weeping shall be no more heard in her, nor the voice of crying. There shall be no more thence an infant of days, nor an old man that had not filled his days. For the child shall die a hundred years old, but the sinner, being a hundred years old, shall be accursed. And they shall build houses and inhabit them, and they shall plant vineyards and eat the fruit of them. Now all of this tells us something. I believe one of the services of the Lord for us to to do in the millennium then is to teach these children about our Lord and Savior to mature in faith. That's one reason that I believe that we best study the Word of God because God wants to use us during this millennial time. Then the purpose of the millennium is to show all ages and dispensations no matter in what environment man is put in he still needs the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, let me show you what I'm talking about. Turn over to Revelation chapter 20, and I want to read verse 7. And, the thou- and when the thousand years are expired, Satan shall be loosed out of his prison. And I, I never will forget here, one old uh, preacher said, a man come up to him and said, Why would God loose Satan after he's got him in prison? And he said, You tell me why Satan's here in the first place, and I'll explain that to you. I don't know everything in the Bible, but I do know this. He's going to be bound, but he must be loosed. And there's a reason for it. Verse 8. And shall go out to deceive the nations which are in the four quarters of the earth, Gog, Magog, to gather them together to battle the number of whom is as the sand of the sea. 
and they went out the breadth of the earth and confessed. And notice verse 10. And the devil that deceived them was cast into the lake of earth. So what is the devil's job? The devil's job is to deceive the mind. Do you ever try to lead somebody to Christ and they just say, I don't understand? Well, how come you understand? Only by the grace of God. Only by the grace of God is He opened your mind as you can see. But if you know God and reject Him not as God, then He'll turn you over to a reprobate mind and you will believe a lie. And the devil will deceive you into believing a lie. Now that's going to happen. Now verse 7 says, And when the thousand years are expired, Satan shall be loosed out of his prison. Now the reason for this is, all those come out of great tribulation will have children for a thousand years. And they too must make their own decision uh, for or against the Lord Jesus Christ as Savior. And Satan is loosed and will deceive some. And no matter in what age of time and dispensation, it all proves one thing. We need the Lord Jesus Christ as our Savior. If you're in a perfect environment, you take for years. <clears throat> I had this notion that uh, just poor people need to be saved. Uh, rich people, they don't need to be saved. And God convicted me of that uh, very strongly one day. And he said, the rich man needs God just as much as the poor man needs God. Amen? And, it's, uh, and vice versa. It's not color or creed or rich or poor. It's everybody needs the Lord Jesus Christ. So, if you take a child, or if you take anybody, and you give them all the money in the world, you give them the best clothes, you give them the best homes, you give them the best education, you give them everything that is, they think that they need on this earth, and you take care of them best that they can be took care of on this earth, and they, the Bible says they still need the Lord Jesus Christ. You take the little poor man down here in the gutter, and he don't have anything, it seems like, and God still says he still needs the Lord Jesus Christ. So, as you go through the dispensations of times in the Scripture, you put a man in perfect environment, Adam and Eve sin. You put them in the next thing, the Bible says they did their own thing in their own eyes, they still needed the Lord Jesus Christ, they sinned. You put them under the day, a day of law, God came and gave His law to us, said you keep the law, they sealed, they broke the law, and so they still sinned, they needed a Savior. You come over to the day of grace that we're living in today, where man can reject Christ or he can receive Christ. He gave us a day of grace. You still need a Savior. Then in the tribulation period, during that seven years time, the worst time on could be to mankind is being suffered. It seemed like to me if fire is falling from heaven, stars out of their place, and the moon and the, uh, the, the sun turning to blood and all these things happening, wouldn't you call upon God? But the Bible says not so. And according to Revelation, that men are getting in caves and hide, try to hide from God rather than call upon Him. Proving that even during the greatest tribulation that could happen to man, they still need a Savior. Then God puts man in a perfect environment for a thousand years. And God ruling the reign with Him. And little babies being born. And many, many of them, they still need a Savior. So it proves one thing. 
I'm looking forward to that great day. There's going to be great peace on this earth. But you know what? I'm going to serve the Lord now. I want to serve Him as I go. I want to learn everything I can about Him that I can help somebody. I, I get a, I get the biggest thrill every once in a while. I'll meet somebody and I'll try to lead them to the Lord or talk to them about God and so on. And they'll have some of the dumbest questions to me. I mean, to me personally, they ask some of the, I, How could you ask such a stupid question? You know why? Because they don't know. It's just that simple. They just don't know. And it's a great thrill as, how come I know? Because God's revealed it. Then we're to teach them. We're to help them. Don't look down on them and don't feel pity for them in such a place that, uh, you know, what we're to do is to help them. Man, here a while back, I sat down with him. And the first thing people want to do that don't know anything about God is run to the book of Revelation. What about, I never will forget an old man asking me one time, what about the second death? I mean, he didn't know anything about the Bible, but he had read in the Bible, in Revelation, where he said, and this is the second death. I hadn't been saved long, so I didn't even know what he was talking about. And one of the deacons was visiting with me. I said, you take care of him. I go with him pray with his children. And I come out, and he's still arguing with that guy. But I got to lead the two children to the Lord. And what makes a difference, so many people want to argue with the Word of God, but we're to teach them what is right. God's revealed it to us for a purpose. Amen? And one of these days, we'll all know plainly. Father, I pray in Jesus' name you bless the coming hour now. And if there's somebody that comes among us, Lord, and we pray they will be, that's never made a personal decision for you, that they will today. Because we do know you are coming back, and you are going to rule and reign in perfect righteousness. Bless us, we pray now in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much. <coughs>